This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Hold on, check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and I am so happy to be joined again today by Jordana Abraham. Jordana, welcome back. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thank you for having me back. I'm, you know, I had so much fun last week and I'm so excited to talk about new seasons. Uh, so much to talk about this week. Feels like things are happening. <laughs> you have, you've like come into the fray at a very uh, busy time on Bravo. We got Vanderpump reunion last week. We have New Jersey this week, obviously Summer House uh, uh, standing strong <laughs> from week to week. Um this Jersey premiere, I feel like, was hotly anticipated, you know, since they were filming last summer. It seemed like there was a long wait, but um, boy, are they back. And I, not, not a minute too soon. I'm very, I love Jersey. I love Jersey too, because it, it never, it never has like a complete dud season. Like, they always come in hot and I feel like they, you know, they don't disappoint. <laughs> yeah. So going into this season, it is, you know noteworthy because I think it's the first time in Housewives history that we've had the exact same cast for four seasons now. Um, What are your thoughts on, are you kind of like, oh, like it would be fun to get some new people in the mix? Or do you feel like this cast still has enough sort of room to explore that they don't need it? I feel like this is a very, very strong cast. Like to me, there's no clear like, there's no one who is not bringing anything to the table. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm into it. It seemed like they were, I'm, I'm a little confused about what they're doing um, with the new potential new girl. With Tracy. Yes. Tracy, that's yeah. her name. <laughs> I think this is the second season in a row where we had, last season we had Michelle, this season Tracy, where it was kind of like, when they were filming and you're hearing like rumors and stuff, everybody's kind of like, oh, the new housewife Michelle, the new housewife Tracy. And then, Obviously, whatever happens, you know, during filming and after the fact, they decided not to give either of those women their full-time status. With Michelle, I definitely think that made sense. She seemed like kind of a dud. But um, with Tracy, it's interesting. It works? She, like they, 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 sometimes. They kind of like see how the footage goes and then decide if they're going to be a full-time or part-time? Yeah, I think it depends on the situation. Because if you have somebody like Denise Richards getting cast on the show she's getting promised a full-time contract you know she wouldn't be doing the show otherwise but I think some a lot of the time when there's you know kind of a more random person getting cast they sort of are just filming with the show and then it's decided later on um but Tracy I mean she's like present in the premiere she gets a confessional right away explaining at least her version of (laughs) how she and her husband got together um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of like where she fits in throughout the season. Cause clearly they didn't, you know, give her that full-time status, but I definitely think last season was kind of 
an important moment because I felt like Jackie kind of like leveled up a little bit last season in terms of like what she brings to the Housewives game. And so I feel like now after that kind of, it feels like a very level playing field in this cast. There is no kind of like weak link or person off to the side. And it feels like now that they've all been on the show together for a few years, they really do know each other, have, you know, kind of like backstory with each other. And it feels like everything is kind of constantly shifting, which I, I'm i excited to see. And even, you know, in this episode, we see like new battle lines have been drawn a little bit. Totally. The dynamics um, are always kind of, I feel like, I feel like Jack, Jackie, uh, Teresa scared Jackie last season and she's like, <laughs> she's kissed the ring a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do think she's like, was sort of last season, she was a little bit more like, I'm going to like make a name for myself. And then she like, um, got a little scared off by that. Yeah. And I think Jackie is in a strong position because she is so close with um, Melissa and Margaret, like, you know, she kind of has that pack that's never going to let her down. But also it is kind of wild to think back to last season. And then on the premiere, you know, Teresa's having this pool party and Jackie is talking about how she's so excited to go to the pool party and she can't wait to see everyone. And, you know, Teresa included and she and Evan are joking about how, you know, Teresa doesn't want him to wear a shirt. And, you know, I kind of, I think you're right that she kind of is like kissing the ring a little bit, but also I just love when housewives are able to kind of have this big drama and then really actually move forward. And I think Jackie doesn't want to always be in a fight with Teresa. And so she's sort of like probably glad that they can move past it because Teresa does not seem like a fun person to be, you know, on her bad side permanently. And I'm glad. Totally. It feels very stressful. Like, because Teresa's yeah. never like not showing up to things. So like I remember last season, like Jackie like didn't go to a thing or two because of mm-hmm. whatever the fight was. And so it's really like it does seem like harmful to go against Teresa in terms of your airtime sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean that when you're getting into the place where you're skipping filming events because you don't want to see someone, I mean, that's the danger zone in terms of like if you want to stay on the show because like exactly. you either have to, you either have to you know get over it and show up to filming or hope that the other person stops showing up and you know with Teresa it ain't gonna happen that's she, never happening <laughs> yeah if anyone she'll be the last one standing have no doubt about it um but this we start this season and one of the big kind of you know trouble areas right off the bat is Joe Gorga versus the daughters who (laughs) who are uh, who are still frustrated with Joe over all the stuff he said about their father last season and I this is a this is an issue where I feel like I really see both sides and they kind of got into this on watch what happens live last night where it's like Joe is always going to want to protect his sister and I think he is totally valid for having the feelings he does about Joe Judice, but at the same time, I understand why, you know, Gia and Melania and the other girls like don't really want to hear it. And so I think it is a tough position, but I don't necessarily think there's like I don't think it's like Joe is so wrong and he has to apologize. It just kind of is what it is. Right. I mean, I am I am team daughters on on this one a little because I I think it's totally fine that that Joe Gorga doesn't like their dad that he's like you know maybe resentful has a lot of these thoughts but 
and it's a tough position because they're on TV, right? So in the real world, mm-hmm. if he didn't like the, if he didn't like, uh, what are we calling him? Juicy Joe. Juicy. <laughs> if, he, <laughs> if he didn't like him, he could just, you know, say that to Teresa or say that. But here it's like on, you know, not say it to them because I do think it's disrespectful if that's someone's father. They don't want to hear anyone, you know, talk negatively about their father and they have a right to that. They're kids. You know what I mean? Like they shouldn't have to be put in the middle of hearing right. someone t- uh, talk shit about their dad and then they have to be defending him. Like, I do agree that's not right. It doesn't sound like he said it to them. It says it sounds like he said it on air. And so because they're on TV, it, it really amplifies it. And I'm sure they get a lot of shit from their dad being like, your uncle said this, your uncle said that. Like, you're, are you defending me? Are you doing that? And they're really, I do feel bad for kids, especially as a, ch- as a child of divorced parents. I do yes. always feel bad for kids who are put in the middle because it's a very unfair and uncomfortable position to be in. Um, and also the thing with, with Joe Gorga is like, he never has to see him ever it's not even like he's in filming and he can't control himself and he's right in front of him and it's just driving him crazy like he's in a different country he never he literally never has to see him again he can like he's not even allowed to come back (laughs) exactly so he's like it's like the best possible situation if you don't like to someone that they're banned from from being in new jersey like um or america (laughs) so i think he should i think respectfully to his daughters he should Say it, say it off air or to, he can, he can have these feelings, but just don't yeah. let them hear them. I feel that it, it is, you know, it makes things more complicated because, you know, in real life, we don't have to sit down for reunion shows at the end of the year. And, you know, you ha- you bring out all these feelings and obviously there are cameras everywhere and you're sort of encouraged or required to, you know, dig back into these emotional trenches and, I think you're right that if you if you weren't on TV, maybe it would be a private conversation between Joe and Teresa. But for the most part, you probably just wouldn't really talk about it ever. You know, right. Joe Gorga wouldn't have a reason to be bringing up, you know, Teresa's ex, especially when Teresa doesn't seem that concerned with what her ex is doing. You know, she is very loved up in her love bubble with Louis for better or for worse. And, you know, I think she kind of is out of sight, out of mind a little bit with Joe Judice and like, you know, they go to the Bahamas and hang out a couple times a year, but he's not really in their everyday life. I mean, maybe on FaceTime and stuff, but like, it's not a dynamic that they're constantly having to work through. And I think, yeah, like it's more of an issue for the daughters than it is for anyone else. And so I, it makes sense that Joe Gorga could maybe like butt out of it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really affect him anymore. Like Joe doesn't is not have an impact really on his life anymore. Mm -hmm. I get he is like this built up resentment towards what happened with the the family. And I know that his parent, he drove a rift with their parents, but it's kind of like he needs to deal with that on his own and not involve (laughs) everyone else. Yeah, like maybe that's where therapy comes in. Maybe you (laughs) talk about it to your therapist. Um, I, speaking of Louis, though, that is clearly going to be a main focus of this season. Teresa's new relationship, now she's engaged. They're not, they're not engaged at the time, but she tells us multiple times that they've been together for a long time now, which in her world means that they met 11 months ago, um, <laughs> and they're about to move in. <laughs> right. um, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you bring this, uh, you obviously spend a lot of time thinking, talking about relationship stuff. I'm curious to get your take on Teresa's mindset right now, because it feels like she is 
extremely all in on this relationship. You know, obviously buying a house together is a big commitment, but just in a more general sense, it feels like she has made this relationship with Louis kind of her whole world. And I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I mean, it make to me it makes sense for Teresa. She is very, she's very black and white. She's not someone who has like, you know, is like cautious about things. She, if she's angry, she's really angry, and she sees and she doesn't like you. Like, she doesn't like you. But if she does like you, like you're, you know what I mean? Like, it's very. She's very loyal, and she's very into you. So to me, it makes a ton of sense. It it, it really goes with who Teresa is to me. Mm-hmm. Um. That being said, obviously, I don't think it's like the healthiest thing. I don't think you should ever like marry someone or make that kind of a big move until you're with them for at least two years, just because like we see you see in relationships that's sort of the amount of time it takes for like the lusty, like intensive attachment romance to like really settle. And then you can like sort of see a little bit more clearly. Um, And so I think she's in this very this initial like phase where she's obsessed with him and she and there's nothing wrong with that i think that like that's great for her she seems really happy and she's like she does seem like she deserves that it it must be tough to be on this show as the only single person also while the husbands have their own show and they're doing their own thing i can Mm -hmm. see why she would be lonely and and really want to be with someone i think it's good but i wouldn't i wouldn't make moves that quickly especially with so much on the line you have four daughters you have a lot at stake. You have a lot of money at stake. I would, if I were her, I would go a little slower, but maybe they won't get married for, maybe they'll have a longer engagement. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's like she's talking about her love bubble and it's like maybe if you're still in the love bubble, then it's not time to be getting engaged yet. You know, like. Exactly. You have to wait till you, uh, till the person starts annoying you a little bit so you can assess. Right. Like you gotta, I mean, because, you know, there's the whatever, honeymoon phase, you know, new couple thing. And just in terms of Teresa's life timeline being on this show, last we saw her at the end of season 11, she and Louis were seeing each other and he was on the show a little bit at the end of the season, but it was clearly still a very fresh thing. You know, he was just kind of coming around her daughters for the first time. And, you know, it's, almost a little bit jarring to come back in to this season, you know, less less than a year later, and it's like, no, this is done, like, selling the house, moving in, I'm going to have two sons, like, all of this stuff. Very fast, yeah. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the 
side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The big thing that comes up this episode is this video that has surfaced right. of Louis at this, you know, warrior men's camp something. He's being, he's like in the middle of a circle on the beach. There's like chanting. He's apologizing. Dylan, have you seen you? Uh, I have not actually. Okay. I was going to say it reminds me of seen in there, but uh, sorry. It worries on. me that that's the comparison that comes to mind though. That <laughs> seems like a red yes. flag. <laughs> um, but so this video, I... You know, I always love the way they edit stuff like this on Bravo because, you know, we're having our nice little ease into the season. You know, the girls are sitting by the pool and everybody's at home with their kids. And then all of a sudden there's the dramatic music and it's like, have you seen the video? Do you think Teresa's seen the video? Are we going to talk about the video? And this video really becomes the uh, the focal point for the rest of the episode. It's funny that the editing was so intense that like it kind of made it seem like some like one of those like someone was getting arrested or something like that. It's yeah. like just this <laughs> this video. And obviously, I kind of see on Teresa. I mean, I usually I think Teresa is like a very controversial character. I'm not necessarily like a huge fan of hers, but I do see where she's coming from. Like if you took Teresa on paper and you gave it to someone. There would be a lot of red flags with her. She's right. been to jail. She's, do you know what I mean? She's been to jail. She's, um, she flips tables. She's pulled someone's hair in a public place. Like if you took Teresa's rap sheet on, um, on paper, I, I see what she's saying. Like our past is our past. And like, I think her stuff is a little more concerning than his stuff, to be totally honest. But we know her, so it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. I, I totally agree. I mean, the thought of, Obviously, whenever somebody comes into these these shows as a, you know, potential relationship partner, everybody's always kind of, oh, like, what's this person's deal? Are they just a fan of the show and they want attention? But you have to think about the flip side that it's like thinking about if you're, you know, on a dating app and you match with Teresa Judice, like everything (laughs) that comes with that. It's like we all got our baggage and anybody who's been on Housewives for more than a couple of seasons, their baggage is uh, not that small themselves. So in public. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, I definitely don't feel like I'm in the camp of like Louis is a horrible person and they should, you know, she should run for the hills as fast as she can. It's for me, it's more a thing of like, I feel like there are some red flags, some question marks. And I worry that she is not kind of, paying attention enough and that makes me concerned for her but I don't necessarily I feel like there are some people who are like Louis is a monster he's a scammer blah 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 blah. like she's gonna get hurt and I'm like you know we'll see I don't feel that strongly either way it's so funny he didn't say like one word the entire episode he was like barely said anything so I mean I guess it was a weird scene for him to come into clearly he was like slated to be filmed then and like didn't really feel like going um but yeah, I agree. I think she should. That's a good reason to sort of take your time with someone. And I don't think she should stop dating him. But I agree. She shouldn't be like running to elope immediately. Yeah, I um, I loved the scene of Jackie going over to Margaret's house. And they're sort of, you know, talking through everything. And the two of them to me feel sort of like the 
the voices of reason a little bit on this show, like the normal people kind of compared to everyone else. Um, and, you know, they agree that Dolores or Jennifer would be the best ones to bring up the video because, you know, Teresa would probably feel a little bit more um, supported if they're the ones to bring it up. Um, that doesn't quite uh, pan out <laughs> at the pool party. <laughs> exactly. um, but, you know, then we also get the very clear picture that Margaret and Jackie are not fans of Jennifer. And there is a lot of... Um, a lot of angst about what happened at the reunion last year and also these social media posts, which I loved that they, you know, highlighted those back on screen because th that really was a messy time and it feels like a long time ago. But um, there was a lot said, you know, Melissa and Jennifer really were trading jabs. And, you know, Melissa is one of those people where she's not one of the messier housewives. And so she's not someone that really comes to mind when you think of being shady on social media and kind of like, you know, having the drama like that but you know she and Jennifer really got into it and I'm glad that that is sort of a thread that's carrying over to this season because I I think it's really you know Jennifer is somebody who's so reactionary and so can be so volatile and so I kind of like seeing her in a position where she is like gonna be you know up against it a little bit and I think that creates a lot of opportunities for some great totally TV. Um, I think she doesn't have she as, sorry, I agree. I, I agree. She also she doesn't have good impulse control. So as soon as she thinks of yes. saying something, she just says it, which is great for TV. And Bad as uh, <laughs> as Margaret says, Jennifer is all smoke, mirrors, and foggy diamonds, which is just like, <laughs> such a good read. <laughs> like, amazing, amazing insult. Um. <laughs> uh. So we do get um Nicole. Who's Nicole? Wrong show. Um. We. <laughs> We get, we get uh, the Gorgas and the Barbers at dinner together, and that's our first introduction to Tracy and Tiki. Um, it's Tracy, to me, obviously it's early. We're, we're not quite sure yet. She seems a little messy to me. Like She seems like she is extremely willing to listen to what Melissa and Jackie have to say about Teresa, Jennifer, whoever, and kind of be like, okay, tell me more, tell me more. I feel like she's gathering information in a way that feels like it could be, um, you know, important down the line. Totally. I mean, to me, it was almost like she came on this show to dispel any, I mean, I didn't know who she was before this, but it mm -hmm. came, she, she came on the show and the first thing she said is like, I wasn't cheating with my husband when we met <laughs> nine years ago. And I was like, okay, this is like a lot, this is a really long game for you to like really clear the air. It almost seems like that was her purpose was to, yeah, they, to they clarify that. They gave her that whole confessional moment where she's explaining the whole story. And I I was not aware of this, but I have gathered that apparently this was like pretty big gossip news when it happened. And people are saying, again, like, you know, there are three sides to every story. But people are saying that really he, his wife was like eight months pregnant when they met and that they definitely were cheating. And so I think... Again, I don't know the truth, but it makes sense why she feels like she needs to kind of get her version out there because there are she said eight I guess, weeks, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. And and that they were separated. Um, so I I guess knowing the context a little more of what the narrative is about her in the public eye, you know, she really does feel like she has some 
some shit to dispel. Um, but it is interesting to do that in your first scene on the show. Right. Um, Coming I'm in hot. Like, yeah, it makes me kind of think, I'm like, oh, wh- uh, what now? I, I wasn't aware of any of this, so now I'm very curious. Right, yeah. It's not like she's, um, like... Jennifer Aniston coming in and we all we all have these preconceived notions like no one would have known <laughs> for at least for I think the real I think the real housewives world is not this is not have a ton of overlap with the sports um super sports <laughs> enthusiasts which is I think what her husband is famous for right he used to be a football player yes that I know so I, yeah I was kind of like oh I didn't even know this but thank you for this information <laughs> I know. um yeah but so Going into going into Teresa's pool party, which is kind of like the you know centerpiece of the end of the episode, there is more drama between Teresa and Joe Gorga because at the husband's show in Atlantic City, you know it's this like comedy show, whatever. Joe Gorga is a stand-up comedian now, don't you know? Um, they're doing like an audience Q and A. Somebody asks him about the video, and his response is kind of in a joking way to be like, when I saw that video, I've never missed my brother-in-law so much. And I mean, I thought it was a funny, I thought it was a funny response. I did think Melissa was right that he was kind of like trying to deflect it a little bit. Like he could have, yeah, he could have talked more shit about Louis if that was what he was trying to do. Um, But also I understand why, (laughs) why that wasn't like the nicest thing to say. Um, but, you know, it, get, it gets the people going and they, you know, flip-flop on whether they're going to go to the pool party. Obviously, they end up showing up. Thankfully, we like everyone to go to the filming events. Um, exactly. But, yeah, this whole thing just seems like a mess. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what else was he... Sp- if he had almost... If he had, like, shut down the question, it would have been, like, more awkward if he had just been, right. like, no comment. Like, that would have been kind of jarring almost. Like, what else? I think he did the best he could, especially your, it's not like he had the questions before. It seems like it was a live audience question and he just did his best in that moment to make a joke. I thought it was fine. To me, that was like reaching a little bit. I wonder if Louis was actually upset about that because Teresa seems very, very over Joe. So to me, I'm kind of like, I, I'm surprised he would care that much. Yeah, and I I actually really loved the way Teresa handled it when Dolores brought it up at her pool party because she was like, oh, that's so nice that Joe said that, that he misses Joe Judice. Like, that's nice. And Teresa, for once, is using the fact that people think she's dumb to her advantage because yes. <laughs> nobody is going to question that joke going over her head. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it, so I'm going to pretend I don't get it. And I'm like, honestly, good for you. Brilliant. Good for you. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> she really just like, I mean, she diffused it very well. If she had not already, the thing is, the issue with that is that everyone knows that she was already fighting with Joe Gorga about it. But if she right. if she had just done that, it would have been, um, or done that first, it might have been a better move for her. Yeah, it was like that's another situation where if the cameras weren't there, it probably would have worked out. But considering we just saw the scene of them arguing about it, it's like, eh, well, we know, uh, we know that you actually did care at least a little bit more than that. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We haven't really talked about Jennifer very much, and I want to talk about... Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, so we do get a scene of her having family dinner at home. I feel like she's always having family dinner at home. That's like her go-to. Does she have uh, a chef? Who's cooking for all these people? I know. That's a lot of people. We know Olivia is setting the table. Um, <laughs> she wants to know if they need salad forks. Um, I was happy to hear that Jen and her mom are back on good terms. The whole stuff with Jen and her parents was... I feel like really a bleak point of last season. So it's, it makes me happy that everything seems at least a little bit smoothed over there. But um, yeah, that wasn't the only thing that happened while Jennifer was in Turkey. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (sighs) I still, yeah, yeah, at first I was very confused because it seems weird that Jennifer wife of a plastic surgeon less than an hour away from New York city um, where you know there's a lot I hear there's a lot of good plastic surgeons decides that she's gonna go and get a nose job in Turkey from someone she saw on Instagram seems weird for a logical person I mm-hmm. think at first at first glance right yeah to me it wasn't so much weird that her husband didn't do the nose job because it's like I, yeah I get it and like you know maybe she's yeah. a bad patient maybe that's just no, whatever she said on pressure. Inst- She said on Instagram that Bill's specialty is the body. So maybe, you know, for the nose, she wanted to do something different. But it's like, does Bill not have a friend? Does he not have a a colleague or a a referral or a recommendation? Like, that was what was strange to me because, you know, I feel like if I, you know, I'm a podcaster. I'm a social media person. If you wanted to know, like, another person who has a podcast that I think is good at having a podcast, I could give you a few ideas, (laughs) like... Right. It's it's like, do you not have anyone else? What should like, I listen your, to? Yeah. <laughs> in your field that you would recommend, and that so that part is a little strange to me. I mean, not to mention the fact that I I don't I don't know about the final product of the nose. Yeah. So here here's my theory on what happened here. Jennifer has said in previous episodes that although she has a lot of money, she does not like to overpay for things. She said that mm. before. Um, I think she was talking about like some furniture in her house or something that she got from yes. maybe China or something. So she said that before. Here's what I think would happen is some some plastic surgeon in Turkey DM'd her and was like, hey, like we'll do this for free um, if you want to do it when we're here in Turkey. And she was like, oh, like, yeah, I could like I'm, I'm going to be in Turkey. Like I could swing by and get a free nose job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's kind of what happened. And she maybe didn't. Like, yeah, it was kind of like a reactionary decision to that, that maybe she shouldn't have just taken the free Instagram nose job. This again, this is me speculating, obviously that not would, based on any. That would not surprise me. I mean, we know that a lot of these women get stuff for free or for a discount or, you know, to post about it or whatever. Um, and that I mean, that seems a little more likely than just that Jen was like, you know, Googling Turkish plastic surgeons. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, uh, as long as she's happy with the way it looks, it is what it is. Um, I did think it was, like, sort of brutal that she walked into the pool party and Jackie immediately just, like, cannot handle the nose. She's like, yeah, no, it looks so I bad. mean, I no, felt I'm, bad. No, I'm not going to stop. I, it looks bad. And I'm like, yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> like, they couldn't have been that far apart. Like, I feel like Jennifer, like, maybe could have heard that. Yeah. I mean, poor Jennifer. 
but also like not, but also yes. I don't know. I very make, you know what I mean? Sometimes I feel, I, I, I have mixed feelings about Jennifer. Like sometimes I'm like, she's, she's stirring the pot just to do it. And she says really th- mean things that are really below the belt. But other times I'm like, oh, I feel bad. It does seem like everyone's like a little on her. Yeah. And she, so she and Jackie are talking at the pool party and she expresses that to Jackie. I actually thought this was kind of a, a, really fair observation from her when she says that, you know, Margaret and Melissa and Jackie really all have each other's backs and that Jennifer has Dolores and Teresa and yeah, they're friends, but she doesn't feel like she really has that same hardcore support system that everybody else in the cast has from at least one person. And, you know, I think there's a level of, I don't know if she's really like earned that level of trust or friendship or whatever but at the same time I can acknowledge that that has to feel rough when you feel like everyone else in your cast is supported on a certain level and you're kind of on your own and I can you know I can feel for her in that regard although I feel like Teresa I mean it's funny because I I was watching watch what happens live I think and someone but there was Mm -hmm. or maybe it was something else where she was like no one's ever really had my back Teresa is very much for herself as well like Teresa's Teresa like friends that. with Jennifer and she'll yeah. use her for whatever she needs. But she is Teresa's it has Teresa's back. And that's basically it. Yeah. Teresa said that on Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, and they asked her about it on Watch What Happens Live last night. Yes. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm sure Melissa has feelings when she hears Teresa say that. But I don't think she's wrong. Um, but but also Teresa doesn't have anyone else's back. So I can see why no one would have true. hers. Yeah, Teresa is very much like a, um, you know, every man for himself and, you know, for better or for worse. I feel like she sometimes has been uh, let down by that strategy, but also she's the one still standing after 12 seasons. Um, But yeah, so then, you know, Jackie and Jennifer are having their little moment. It goes okay, And then Margaret comes over and things really, you know, take a turn. Um, Yeah. yeah, we we end the episode with a pretty explosive revelation from Margaret that Bill was having an affair. She says with a uh, doctor's assistant and Jennifer, uh, to her credit, corrects confirms her. Confirms it. <laughs> she confirms the affair, but says it was a pharmaceutical rep. You get the facts right, you stupid bitch. And I that is one <laughs> thing where whatever you think about Jennifer Aiden, it is really it is really like masterful the way she can be totally like on her you know pushed up into a corner and she still is like no 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 get the facts right my husband didn't cheat with this person he cheated with that person stupid bitch yeah oh my god (laughs) yeah that was a great way to end I was like what a you know what I mean what an edit um great way to end (laughs) and to me that makes a lot of I mean they don't say when this is do you know when when this happened um I don't know like exact dates but it was definitely I think recent ish like since she's been on the show it's not like a 10 year old rumor oh that is shocking I had I mean I guess we'll find out more about I would assume we'd find out more recently but that is kind of shocking to me I was kind of like in my head when I imagined this happening I imagined it happening like years ago and then just kind of being unearthed now but Mm -hmm. the fact that it happened recently is like kind of much more embarrassing I think for Jennifer because she shows this like extremely happy marriage. She got this enormous ring for their, what was it? I forgot what anniversary it was. Um, 
Yeah, that's uh, that's terrible. And it also makes sense, I guess, if this was happening during the show, why she had so much angst towards Margaret for being this like other woman. And she keeps bringing that up, calling her like, you know, what I mean, slutty or whatever. Like, I think that she is cl- clearly very triggered by that. So that that kind of makes more sense in the context. Right. That if her her hatred toward Margaret has at some point seemed kind of random and if it's coming more from a place of personal insecurity, that doesn't make it justified what she said to Margaret, but it at least kind of gives you the context where you're like, I I understand like the route she took to get there. Um, <laughs> I did think I can't believe one Bill watch, did that. I liked him. I know. One watch what so happens upsetting. live moment that I that I want to call out is um, Andy asked Teresa whether it was worse for Margaret to say the thing about. Bill's affair or for Teresa to start the rumor about um about um Evan cheating on Jackie. Oh, that was so funny. And Teresa's <laughs> Teresa's I mean, obviously she says Margaret's thing was worse because it's facts and hers was just a rumor. And Which is like, so much and, worse. And he's <laughs> like and he's like, isn't it worse to start a fake rumor than to say a fact? And she's like, No, because the kids they didn't know the facts and now they know that it's a fact. Whereas with with Evan, it was just a rumor and it's not real. And it's like, to, right. Like if we're going to upset the kids, it should be about something that probably didn't happen. It is. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. The way this woman's brain works, I, it needs to be like, she needs to donate her brain to science when she dies one day, because that needs to be studied. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly, it's almost impressive. She is like a dog with a bone. She will not, she will not let go. Like she is not. If she doesn't, that's what I'm, it's kind of like I'm saying with like the Louis thing where it's like, if she likes you, she will justify any way to continue to liking, like you. If she doesn't like you, she will justify any, anything she does that is like against you. Right. And it's honestly remarkable a little bit how much she and Jackie seem to be getting along now, considering that she never fully really admitted that what she did last season was fucked up. <laughs> like She pretty much yeah. uh, managed to... Managed to slide by on that one, um, but I'm I'm very excited to see where this season is going. This cheating rumor, I get, well, it's facts. Apparently, it seems like a rumor. rumor. Yeah, um, I mean, that was my, my whole. I was shocked that she immediately confirmed it by saying that it right. happened. The the cheating news feels like the perfect kind of inciting incident to really get us into the meat of this season, which obviously we have a long way to go. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring mayflowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and 
and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I do want to talk about Summer House uh, just quickly because obviously we had a lot to get through with Jersey. Um, So we finish up the 4th of July. Um, You know, everything... Everything is what it is. Carl's six months sober. Sierra's like drunk and jumping all over him to celebrate that. Um, I want to talk about (laughs) Kyle and Amanda have a very interesting conversation back at home in the city. And we learn that Kyle took out a $4.2 million loan to fund the growth of Loverboy. Um, And this is, I don't think this is information that we really had before. And he sort of uses this as his reason for why he needed to get drunk to blow off steam. He's really stressed. Um, this it, It's it's interesting to get into the the finances of this situation because Loverboy seems very successful, but obviously a $4.2 million loan is a, a large burden to carry. Right. I'm surprised he um, even got one, got a $4.2 million loan as an individual because he doesn't have any assets to like, right. you know what I mean? For someone to approve that, like what does he own that someone would would give him a 4.2 million dollar loan he doesn't have a house that he can put up you know what i mean um also i'm surprised he doesn't have investors at this point who like would be giving the 4.2 i mean at this point point he's been around for a few years you would imagine he wouldn't be putting up the money himself which is sort of the crux of like that's to me it didn't make any financial sense but sure yeah let's just take it as (laughs) I believe him, but like I, I believe him, but I had I had a lot of follow up questions. It does feel like I am a little bit encouraged this week that it seems like after that weekend ended, he was able to cool down a little bit and have a real conversation with Amanda. I don't know if you know, not that having this loan is like an excuse to be making poor decisions when you're drinking, but I felt like at least he could sort of like dignify her with a response. Whereas at the house last weekend, it felt very much like fuck off. I don't want to talk about this. Like you're annoying me. Um, And knowing, knowing that they ultimately do get married and are together now, I'm, I just am rooting for like any positive motion. Well, I mean, I had mixed feelings about the fight because it did seem 
he was ex- he was still defensive in the fight mm-hmm. and like why is it all on me why is it all whatever on me and also they didn't really the issue the thing with the fight re- resolution to me was that it did seem like it was continued to be swept under the rug because the underlying issue was still not resolved it was more like she got him to say sorry right and she took that she's like okay he's sorry um like it's okay now but that doesn't that all that does is sort of move the move the problem down the line right because he says i'm sorry for you know for going out and not calling you but he didn't say anything about how this would be what steps he's going to take to make sure it doesn't happen again because this isn't the only time in his life he's going to be stressed and need to to let out you know what i mean a little steam as he says like um so to me it's kind of like you're just pushing the problem further down the line because he said he said sorry which is an improvement from last time so you're just like all right i'm gonna take that so things aren't weird but he's never like i understand that like when i get stressed i i drink too much and so i'm gonna find a different way to alleviate my stress or i'm gonna try to Mm. drink in a manner that um wouldn't upset you or i'm gonna you know make you know what i mean like there's no to me there's an apology is kind of just words unless it's coupled with actionable steps that you would take to make sure it didn't happen again. And there was none of that to me in the conversation. Yeah, totally. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely, um, you know, as this season progresses, I'm, you know, intrigued to see whether they will actually kind of have any deeper conversations about, their relationship moving forward or whether we kind of just stay in this place of like, yeah, I guess we're good. I guess we'll get like, I guess. And then one day we're just married and we'll see how that goes. I don't eh, Well, we'll see. Um, but this episode, right. we do kind of get our first real look at Paige and Craig, um, which I feel like has been a big point this season that people are excited to see kind of how this relationship develops because obviously we've seen them a lot on social media. Paige has been in Charleston a bunch um, and things get off to a pretty bumpy start this episode. Right. Not a strong um, start for Craig. Not a strong start. So first of all, we have his, you know, chat with Andrea, which I sort of feel like they had to do this. I'm sure the producers were like, okay, so like at some point you guys are going to talk, but it already feels when we get to this episode, like Paige has basically chosen Craig over Andrea. Um, right. And, you know, I don't think Andrea has like no feelings about this, but I also don't think it's that big of a deal at the end of the day. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he would really care that much, just given like his whole intro in Winterhouse that he was like dates a lot of people. And like, I guess there's like now the idea that someone's less attainable that makes them potentially more attractive. But you never really feel like, oh, like they had, a, they had really had something special there and he would actually be upset. I agree with you. It seemed very scripted. Yeah, and I also don't think Craig and Andrea, I know they were on Winterhouse together, but they never really had a bond to the point where there would be a, you know, guy code or anything right. between them. Um, but the bigger the bigger drama, which I was not expecting, I had no idea this was coming down the pipeline, is uh, Kristen Cavallari rears her head in this group, you know. It was Kristen Cavallari? That's who the yes. Kristen was? I didn't yes, even know that was who the Kristen was. We, that we don't everything. get to say we don't get to say her last name on Bravo, apparently. But um but yeah, so there was this period last year where Kristen had been, you know, spending time in Charleston and there were these kind of messy Instagram lives and this whole thing. And there was this rumor out there that Kristen had hooked up with either Austin or Craig. And 
Paige tells us that she basically just saw that and assumed it was Austin because she was already talking to Craig. Um, but Craig uh, spills the beans and says that he and Kristen did hook up. Um, it, it's all kind of a gray area because clearly he and Paige were not in a place where they had you know, said they were exclusive or that they weren't going to see other people. So it really seems like this is all boiling down to feelings getting hurt rather than anybody actually doing anything like technically wrong. Right. I think um, Danielle said it best when she was like on Watch What Happens Live and she was like, it's really more about the optics. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, if I I don't know how I missed this, if it was Kristen Cavallari, (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's a bigger deal to me than like Andrea is not quite as famous, I would say. <laughs> right. It's a lot different than if Craig, if yeah. they had sort of been seeing each other and Craig, you know, made out with a random woman in a bar. That's a lot different than like I'm hooking up with another person who's actually more famous than either of us and is going to get this tabloid coverage. Whether or not the tabloid coverage is fully accurate, that's a different question. But it's going to be talked about. And Paige seems like the kind of person where obviously she has feelings for Craig and, you know, they're currently still together. So clearly their relationship ended up being, you know, more of a real thing than it was at this point. But Paige is the kind of person who is going to see those stories about Craig and Kristen. Right. And she's going to have feelings about it. Like she is the kind of person I think who is really conscious of her image, how she looks. I don't think that's that's not like a... That's not me being shady. Like, I think, you know, she just wants to not look like a fool. And she kind of feels like Craig has played her a little bit, even if they weren't exclusive. Um, And I think Craig just doesn't really, I think he's like unprepared to kind of address this on this episode and seems like he kind of doesn't have anything to say to her, which, you know, (laughs) it's a tough look. I guess we'll see next week, but... Um, I did not like how he was speaking to to her or what he was saying mm-hmm. about Lindsay in that immediate. I mean, Lindsay didn't seem to care when they were showing it on. Well, I'm sure they resolved it since then. But yeah, when they were, she was talking about it, watch what happens live. But I was kind of like, this is a big red flag for someone like to be like, he's basically like yelling at her for taking information into account mm-hmm. and being upset about it. And, yeah, then, and, <laughs> and at one point he's like telling Paige that they're good. He's like, we're good. We don't have a problem. And it's like, you you don't get to decide that just right. off on your own and then tell Paige. Like, especially if this or is going to be... you're weak for listening to Lindsay? Like, <laughs> Especially what? if this is going to be a potential relationship moving forward, which it has turned out to be, you, you should be trying to get on the same page in a way that includes both people's feelings and both people's needs. And, um, you know, I we have a lot of ground left to cover in terms of Paige and Craig. And I, um, I'm open to what's coming our way, but definitely this episode was kind of cringeworthy on his behalf. Totally. Like you're calling Lindsay a loser. Like, like (laughs) what kind of a way is that to speak about people? Like when the minute someone says something that is like negative or that is true or, um, you know, information (laughs) about you, you're just going to completely attack them. Like to me, she seemed, I think Paige is very attracted to guys who pull, who are like a little avoidant or like, or like, Mm. or seem hard to get sort of. That's what I've seen in the past. Like she was more into Carl when he seemed like to be pulling away or not as into her. Um, 
and she was like with Andrea where she was like really obsessed with him in Vermont and then when he became into her she was like eh. so I think she's like weirdly attracted to this and not no shade to her because I used to be too um but <laughs> I think it's that's clearly like because she wasn't she wasn't turned off by that she went into his room right like at the end of the day she was she was upset she had feelings etc cetera, etc cetera, about the whole situation but her feelings didn't lead to a place of fuck you get out of the house her feelings led to a place of that was hard now let's get in bed <laughs> right like tell me you like me more and we'll be fine i mean go get it girl do yeah. get what you want i mean i i'm actually really excited for this coming season of southern charm which is not something that i am used to saying like i don't i feel like if you asked me a year ago, I kind of was like, Southern Charm, take it or leave it. I don't know how I feel. But I actually am really curious to see kind of where this develops and how much Paige is going to be on that show and how the rest of the group is kind of going to handle it. Because we haven't seen... On Summer House, the crossovers are a little more normal, but Southern Charm has always been kind of in its own little um, bubble down south. So I, I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see kind of the trajectory over the course of both shows this year. I mean, it's funny. I don't actually watch Southern Charm, so I assumed uh-huh. that Kristen was a Southern Charm like cast oh. member. I was like, yeah. oh, he's like hooking up with someone from his show. But it's totally... Somehow, I wonder if they didn't include her last names because they were like afraid she was going to sue or something. Probably. For, like, I mean, yeah. I don't know why else they would blur out... You know. It's a big part of the story. To me, that changes the whole... Right, because it's not just plot. like some yeah. girl named Kristen. It's like Kristen. That Kristen. We all know that Kristen. And we know that Kristen can be um, a lot to deal with. So, Um, but yeah, I'm I'm so glad you were able to come on and talk all things Jersey and Summer House. We have a lot to go for both of these shows, clearly. Um, Jordana, just remind everyone before we go where they can uh, listen to you, follow you, etc., so you can hear me talk about all things relationships, usually not Bravo related, on the UAP <laughs> podcast. Comes out every Wednesday and Sunday. Um, or follow me at Jordana Abraham and let me know your Bravo thoughts because clearly I have a lot. And thank you so much for having me. I need to start writing in like UAP emails where I just do like Bravo scenarios and change yes. the names. I love I'm like, that. Yes. I'm like, so I was at Patricia's pool party and... <laughs> And Jessica said that somebody else's husband was cheating, (laughs) but it was a pharmaceutical rep. (laughs) Please do it. I love it. Oh, my God. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.